Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. This is Dominic Sicali, and welcome to Mafia Roundtable. Please hit the subscribe button, the like button. Come visit us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the channels. I, I'm new to this, so I, trust me, I don't know my team handles it. But Instagram, I do answer. I have full control over that, so I will answer your comments on if you DM me. I think that's the proper terminology for private messaging on it. So today's story is going to be a jailhouse story. Um, and it has to do with a gentleman I met many years ago when I was in my early 20s in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, the penitentiary. His name was Joseph Changalini, known as Chicky. At that time, I... Word was he was the underboss for Nicky Scarfo out of Philadelphia. Great, great guy. He just passed away. My condolences goes out to his family, friends. Uh, wonderful guy. It was a time in Lewisburg where, like I said, I was young. I was wild. I took no shit from anybody. Nobody could say anything bad. Otherwise... I was quick with my hands. We used to joke around. Our Basically, our hangout was downstairs in the basement. They had a hobby shop where you could do painting, arts and crafts. And a gentleman, Donnie Terfaro, whose son I was with in the Bronx. He's from the Bronx. Also a guy, uh, Juju. Anthony, I think Anthony Rizzo or Frankie Rizzo. Well, Frankie Rizzo was his son. Uh, Juju's name, I think, was I'm pretty sure it was Anthony. They were also from the Bronx. So everybody used to hang out at the hobby shop. They had the cop down there, the correction officer. Good guy, not doing anything illegal. Just they had him. He never bothered with the Italians. And the spot we had, Chickie used to do painting. Joe Grandy was there. He was also a soldier uh, out of Philly. A bunch of guys. And they had like a youth section by the main office. That was Donnie's office. Where there was a TV, microwave, refrigerator in there. You know, back in the day, you, could, you had, it was like basically at home. And usually everybody would go down there, watch Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, what was ever on at night, and then head up before uh, count time when they had the movements. And Chicky, ball breaker like there was no tomorrow. So... You know, me being young, I probably would take it to a different level continuously where I would break his balls back and even more so. Um, and that's probably because, again, I was younger. Not knowing it probably got on his nerves at times because I didn't know when to stop. So one of the guys were leaving, you know, the Italian section. Everybody had their sections. So I asked to get that spot right by Chicky. I asked the cop. So he said, yeah, no problem, no problem. So they went by. And the cop came over to me and said, Dom, I'm going to put you over there by the back area. So I'm like, what do you mean you're going to put me by the back area? No, you told me I'm getting the fucking spot. Like, this is the way I'm talking to him too. I'm getting the fucking spot. You told me I'm getting that spot. I can't give you that spot. What do you mean you can't give me a spot? The spot's open, right? Yeah, okay. So we mean you can't give it to me. I want to be with my people. 
He said, well, who's haunting him? I said, just come out and tell me what happened. Well, Chicky asked me not to put you here. I said, what? Yeah, Chicky says you break balls too much. He doesn't want you here next to him. That it'll just disrupt him. So not to put you here. So you're going to listen to Chicky. Well, you know, I think it's about, you know what? Take the spots, shove them up your ass. I go back to the unit and I'm pissed. So, you know, right away the guys, what happened? I was close with Kevin Kelly. He was a Westie. There's a few more people there also. At the time, Oscar Ansorian, who was Armenian, he was with Vic and Gas Pipe. It was the 3 Very, very close. They came up together. And I got many, many stories, especially with Gas Pipe and his girl, Shirley. That's what they used to call it when Gas Pipe, I don't know if people know, but was big on the cocaine. So I have many, many stories Oscar shared with me, uh, what went on when he was on the lamb and everything. And those stories are to come out. They'll come out. Oscar since passed away in Allenwood. He died of a massive heart attack. I was heartbroken, so I got very, very close with Oscar. But Oscar was a powerhouse, very well respected with everybody. So Oscar had left. Chicky's there. Chicky passed that comment. So I passed a comment. Fuck, was Chicky a cop now? Right away. I mean, it spread like wildfire through Lewisburg, through our group. Even Oscar heard. Oscar sent word. Right away, I get a visit from my mother. She's like, Oscar called me. Are you okay? Like, what happened? I'm like, nothing happened. Tell him, don't worry, I'm all right. And I left it at that. But he even got word that I called the underboss a cop. So when it... Basically came to the other Italians. They asked me what happened. And even Kevin Kelly, dumb, what went on? And I told them. I said, this is an underboss. I'm nobody. I'm just a young young kid coming up. Why couldn't he just come up to me and say, dumb, you break balls too much. I, I don't want you in this spot. And be man enough to say that. So that was an error on Chicky's part. But let me tell you the integrity of this guy. He could have squashed me, could have, you know, sent guys for me. I would have fought. Didn't. Never showed any resentment to what I said. Constantly treated me with respect and everything. So now I'll go into the meat and crux of the story. There was a, a kid there, young, my age, Nikki DiCarlo. Nikki since passed away, drug overdose on the streets. Doing time, stand-up guy. He would get high, and there was always resentment with Nicky. We'd go back and forth. Uh, hey, compi, you talk like that. Right away, that, that triggers. I, I don't like that. I could do this, I could do that, I could do this. But meanwhile, what he liked doing is getting high all the time. He was around the Columbos. He was an associate with the Columbos. <clears throat> and Nicky had moved in with Sally Fusco, who was a soldier in the Columbos at the time. So one day, a uh, Dominican guy, big guy, Mono, comes up to me. He said, Dom, I need to talk to you. What's up, Mono? No, it's serious. Okay, we go in the room. He says, hey, you know Nicky wants to, to bang you, hit you with a knife. I said, what are you talking about? Nicky says he doesn't like you. He's tired of you. I said, nah, it's just him talking. Dom, he asked me for a banger. Banger means blade in jail. And in Lewisburg, that was this metal factory. 
So you had some, we called them swords, some big-ass knives that were all steel. I said, really? So Moe said, of course I didn't give it to him. I calmed him down. But Nikki was high when he said that. Doesn't matter. That's a fucking killing offense. I'm looking at that. I could kill him now. Like, you're going to ask for a fucking knife to come hit me? I don't care high or not. You just don't do that. So what I did was, I saw Nikki. He went up to his room. Sally wasn't there. I walked in the room. Nikki, what's on your mind? He's ah, what's on your fucking mind? Bam, I hit him. As he's going down, I uppercut him. I mean, I went to work on him. He's out cold. And I start loading up on him. I mean, I'm not stopping. I'm going to work on him bad. Finally, I back up. He's like just grogged out on the floor. Blood's all over the place. I get out of the room going downstairs. We're in the same unit, uh, mind you. I go downstairs, take off my gloves, get rid of them, wash up like nothing's happening. Maybe about five minutes goes by. Nikki comes down the stairs and out into the hallway because it was an open movement. I think, I'm pretty sure it was dinner time. So the all the movements open for like, Anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour. It depends. There's a delay with the dining hall. Nikki goes walking out into the corridors. Now, at this time, all the cops stand in the corridors because that's usually where drama happens if, if something goes down. He goes walking out, blood's gushing all over the place. They lock the place down. <clears throat> right away, Herbie Sperling was there too, who was a legend uh, on the streets. Got caught up with Nicky Bonds with a big heroin case. I got stories about that and him as well. Herbie was basically like uh, a mediator for the prisons. He became, you know, he was one of the top guys. So lieutenants, everybody would call him, ask him, please, could you calm it down? Could you help us out? And, you know, it's known, basically like shot callers too, with the Bloods, the Crips. They'll go to them if something's about to erupt in a prison to see if they could tame it down before things get out of hand. Herbie goes out, comes back. They call them out. Everything's locked down. So we're on the tier. And at the time, those dorm, those all-out rooms were open. There was no locks, but they locked down the tier. Herbie leaves, comes back maybe about 45 minutes later. Sakali, come to the lieutenant's office. I go to the lieutenant's office, and it happened to be uh, he was an acting lieutenant. His name was Fisher. So he's basically an officer. This time he was acting as a lieutenant. So I walk in. Hey, Fish, what's going on? What'd you do? I said, what are you talking about? What did I do? Is there going to be a problem? He asked me. Problem with what? With you and your boy who's in the hospital right now, in the infirmary, not the outside hospital, the infirmary. I'm like, what are you talking about? So he says, your boy, Nicky, we know you fucked him up. Is there going to be a problem if we let him out? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. Why would I hit one of my own? Dom, now he hits me with my first name. Dom, cut the bullshit. We already know what happened. Just give me your word. We're not, we know you're gonna, it'll be handled internally with the Italians. Just give me your word there's going to be no problem. I says, I give you my word. I don't have a problem with anybody. And I give you my word. Nikki's my friend. 
I'm not going to put, why would I put hands on my friend? That, that you have my word. I have no problems with anybody. With that, he says, okay, go ahead. Don't let me have to lock you up, tells me. He says, I like you, but I will lock you up. I says, well, you have to do what you have to do, but I'm telling you I have no problem. Nikki's in the hole for about three days. In the interim, all hell breaks loose from Maddie Madonna with his fucking bullshit. You know, and I got stories about Loudmount Maddie who yells at women on the street. Uh, to Vinny Sapolo, to everybody. They go back and forth. And I'm holding my ground. I have Kevin Kelly, man's man's man. Dom, you have any problems, you could count on me. Fuck him, he deserved it. He should have kept his mouth shut. He's asking somebody for a banger. Like, come on. Like, at some point, there has to be a moral code or a level of respect. You just don't run your mouth. You should know better. Nikki comes out of the hole. So now we have Sally Fusco. I went in his room. I violated his room uh, because he lived there, so I should respect it. Well, Sally, when you go to prison, your button gets checked in at the door. You're not, even though you're a made guy, you'll be respected. We're all equals here. We all stick together. So Sally calls me and Nikki together. We go out, we talk, we find the place before going down to the um, hobby shop, there's a bunch of stairs. So we're hanging out on the stairs. Nikki's there. I'm there. Sally's there. And Sally's talking. You're not supposed to put your hands on somebody. And I'm letting them talk. Finally, Sally says, and I want your word. Nothing's going to happen. I said, well, you're not getting my word for anything. I'll give you my word. If my name never comes out of his mouth again, nothing will happen. But if I hear something said again, I'm going to fucking kill him this time. You can't do that. Don't tell me what I can and what I can. And I start getting a little aggressive. Don't tell me what I can and what I can't do, Sally. I don't want to hear that fucking bullshit. I'm a man. He's a man. He should know better. He should have never said that. Nikki turns around and says, Dom, I was wrong. I know I was wrong. Sally looked at him. What do you mean you were wrong? You heard him, Sally. You don't have to speak for him. He's a grown man. He knew he was wrong. He knew what he did to kill an offense. With that, Nikki and I shake hands. We have no problem. Nikki had the fear of God in him ever since then. And I never took advantage of that. I always treated him afterwards. I'm not a bully. Hey, Nikki, how you, pal? You need help with your stuff? Come on, let's go. Just... I'm okay, but you're not going to abuse me. But I always watched out afterwards as well. I'm not, I would never put my guard down. With that, about a month goes by. Big kid from Philly comes up to me. African-American kid comes up to me. says, yo, I want 500 a week from you. 500 a week from me? Get the fuck out of here. We're going to go, I want to... You ain't getting cock from me. Well, I guess I'm going to have to see you on the red top. The red top was right by the dining hall. You have the control booth. And it's all red tile. Beautiful, beautiful architecture and everything. But all red tile. So we call it the red top. It's outside the dining hall. I'll see you after dinner. Okay. I'll see you after dinner. I go back to the unit. Again, Kevin, Kevin Kelly's like, Dom, what happened? I have this problem with this guy from Philly. So he's like, all right, I got your back. You have a banger? I said, yeah, banger me in Blade. I said, yes. 
go back in my unit. Kevin said, you're going to tell your people, me and all the other Italians. I'm like, no, I'm not telling anybody. There was another guy there, Paulie Chartier. He was out of uh, Brooklyn, I think Red Hook, Brooklyn. Great, great guy. Dom, I got your back. Uh, another guy there, Frankie Jupiter was there too. Stone Cold Punk out of Mulberry Street around the Bananos. Uh, since then, he passed too. Drug, I think it was a drug overdose. But he's there as well. So we're talking about it. Frankie says, well, I'm going to wait here in the cell while you go on the red top. Okay, Frankie, I don't need your fucking help. As I'm in my room, now words out. I have a knock on my door. It's a Muslim guy, Muhammad, comes up to me. Another black guy. He says, Dom, here. Puts a paper bag, I hear a clank on my desk like that. Please, please, please don't tell anybody I gave this to you. You have one? I says, yeah, I have one, but take this. This is better. A blade like you've never seen before. Like, I mean, it's a blade. You, you could put it in a, in a tree and it's not going to bend or break. This was a nice, nice blade. He said, please, you could get me killed? I said, come on, really? Now I have two bangers on me. By the time I went out to the red top, Kevin told everybody, all the Italians. So I'm out there and I'm thinking, fuck, I have a 10-year bid. I have about seven years to do. I'm going to wind up having to kill this motherfucker and I'm going to get a life sentence. That's what's going through my head. But I have to do what I have to do. Otherwise, I'll be known as a fucking punk. I'll be soft. I might as well, I don't even want to say. Go out to the red top. Guy sitting on the mailbox. I mean, everybody came out. I have the ABs. I have one Hawaiian dude. His name is Dana. Been in since he was 12 years old. He's about 30-something years old. Life sentence, never going home. He's there. He says, Dom, I got your back. I'm like, Dana, you're right. You have a, you need a banger? So I had two. He said, nah, fuck that. I'll take one of theirs. This is the mindset you're dealing with. Um, I had another guy, John, killed his whole family. I mean, I have powerhouse guys out there to get my back. Guys on the mailbox. Come on, let's go. I signal him. He doesn't come off the mailbox. He's sitting there. Let's go. He's not moving. With that, bells ring. You know, you have a five-minute move or ten-minute move, whatever it was. I go back to the unit, put the knives up. All of a sudden, I see Chicky. That's Joe Changalini who I was talking about that I called a cop. Come outside. All right, thank you. Chicky, after everything I did to him and me being out of line, grabbed the guys from Philly, the head guys. Who the fuck do you think you guys are? You're going to shake down one of my guys? We're sorry. We didn't know. What the fuck you mean you don't know? You see he's Italian. You see the guys around me. He sits at our table. He's us. Who the fuck, how, how could you be so stupid? Well, Herbie told us it's okay that he's not around anybody to shit. Lo and behold, it gets back, you know, Chicky's telling me this. I thank Chicky. Wonderful, wonderful man. I mean, that's a man's man. I mean, I was out of order as a young kid. I did, you know, I was just, I guess my temper was too quick for my thoughts. And this man knew that too and accepted it and tried, still tried to school me and groom me. Great, great man. Uh, and again, uh, my condolences to his family for the loss. But, you know, it happened. 
but to show his integrity, like, wow, he didn't hold it against me. So the story gets better. Now I address everybody. We go out to the yard. Maddie, Madonna, Herbie, because now it's out. Herbie has to cover his ass now. Herbie and Nikki were very close. So since I fucked up uh, Nikki, all of a sudden, this black kid comes to Herbie. Hey, I want to shake down Italians. No. Herbie turned around and said, well, he's not with anybody. Go ahead. You go after him. This was a setup from the go with Herbie. Probably trying to get me out of the fucking jail or get me killed. Or me killing somebody. That's just Herbie's mentality. Because Herbie felt I disrespected him because Nikki ate with him every fucking night. We go out to the yard. And I'm just listening. Maddie Madonna's standing there. Maddie goes back with my family. My, matter of fact, my aunt put up his fucking bail when he added the heroin case, $250,000 when he owned Trey Amici's. And that goes back in the 70s. He's not saying the word because Maddie at the time wasn't straightened out and he was one of these lobs for, you're a made guy, he'll kiss your ass, he'll suck up to you. That was just Maddie. But Vinny Cipolla, you know, I'm sick and tired of this. Uh, you know, you're causing problems. First with Nikki, now this. So I'm listening to him. I'm listening to him. And the whole time they're there, Kevin Kelly, all the Westie, well, Kevin Kelly was a Westie, all the Irish guys from Boston were right by. They had my back. They're like, Dom, fuck these guys. And Kevin told them, if you guys don't get this guy's back, I'm going to make it known every fucking Italian dog that left their own. We got his back. We're riding with Dominic. Nobody's going to shake him down. He's a man. They didn't like that because Kevin fronted them. So Vinny's ripping into me. And I'm just listening. I'm standing there. Are you done? He says, yeah. Because he's calling me a troublemaker, this, that, the other thing. I said, that's right, Vinny. I forgot. I should act more like you because you're a man of honor. So you would allow somebody saying they're going to hit you with a banger. You'll accept it. And I should have did what you would have did. You would have gave the guy 500 a week. You would have paid him because that's what you would have did. That's the right thing to do. That's the soft thing to do. So, yeah, I, I should follow your way and your manhood and just pay it. He didn't know. He turned beat fucking red. He didn't know what to say because he saw my face and he knew the, the Irish guys and one of the Westies had my back. Well, I'm just done with you. I never even asked for your fucking help, any of you. And furthermore, if it wasn't for fucking Herbie sicking this guy on me, that never happened. Bullshit. Bullshit. We went back and forth. Bullshit. Let me tell you guys something. I'm a man. I'm a man. You think you're going to fuck with me? You got the wrong person here, the wrong Italian. I'm going to stick up for myself. And you see those guys over there? They'll get my back. And more of the white guys, the ABs, they'll all get my fucking back. Because you guys got soft, or you've been soft. Herbie, I hate to say this, you have a Stockholm Syndrome. Because you went to the fucking lieutenant's office and told him that there was a problem, and you told him my name. Instead of saying, I'll handle it, I'll sit you out, I'll make sure nothing happens, you gave him my fucking name, so they called me. And we went back and forth. And that was it. So if you like this story, I got many more jail stories to come with some heavyweights. Heavyweights in prison. So if you like it, hit subscribe. Come visit me on Instagram, Twitter. And with that, everybody, have a good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Much love to everybody and waiting for your comments. Take care.